This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by Dennis the Menace. A lovable, freckle-faced, five-and-a-half-year-old boy with a penchant for mischief. <laughs> it's Dennis the Menace. <laughs> oh. Okay. I'm Papa Roach. And I'm Breaking Benjamin. And this is Ear Buddies. This is going to be a fun one, pal. Um, <laughs> yes, it is. This is the most exciting episode of this pod <laughs> thus far, for sure. Uh I know everyone who hears it is going to love it and have as much fun as we are having. I'm just I'm gonna say some words to you now, man. Three days grace. Theory of a Dead Man, Puddle of Mud. You're making me laugh, Tim. You're making me laugh. Stone Sour. Okay, those of you listening may have caught on. <clears throat> this episode of Ear Buddies is about, well... Rock and roll, I guess. Rock and roll, baby! Rock and roll music. Um, It is more specifically about a a subgenre that was very hot for uh, not long enough, if you ask me. Not long enough. What do we even call it? Oh, boy. So I just... I mean, it is just... (laughs) It's... Just douchebag rock. I've seen it, it called butt rock. It's just dumb rock. It's just dumb rock. It's because it's not cool. To be clear, this is a genre. This is a subgenre that is not cool. <laughs> yes, this is this is okay. We're breaking this thing wide open. It has <laughs> nobody's talked about this because they didn't have podcasts back when this was hot. That's exactly we, right. And we got to talk about it. Here's the thing. We're going to call this just dumb rock. It's just music. I'm sorry, by idiots for idiots. And <laughs> it is about nothing uh, and sex. I'm so addicted to all the things you do when you're going down me in between the sheets or the sound you make with every breath you take. Can I just say, an, I just say another couple words to you? Sure, please. Shine down. God smack. Creed. Disturbed. Trapped. It's not like you to turn. 
if you look at pictures of all of these bands, every every band I've mentioned so far, buddy, they're the same picture. It's that's right. That's it's what's so cool about guys. this. That's what's so cool about this is every single one of these bands is from Wichita, Kansas, <laughs> and or from like Ontario, and like they all like. There's always one with long hair. There's always one with a sleeve tattoo. There's always one who's going bald. There's always it, it's there's it's there are these archetypes, mm-hmm. hyper specific things, these boxes you must check if you are going to be five finger death punch. There are things you must do, and these bands, God bless them, they all do it. I love they it so just much. Absolutely did it. It's and it's it's just it's just so amazing, Tim, to think back during. Those wide-eyed days of, uh, I guess, what was it, 2005 to 2008? Right. It's like while while you and I were obsessing over emo music. Right. This was happening. Right. If you didn't do emo, there was an alternative for you. (laughs) Honey, why are you calling me so late? It's kind of hard to talk right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay, so... (laughs) Okay. I'm just going to... I'm in control of the music dials here, gang, and I'm just going to drop us into some some terrible stuff uh, every few minutes here, so just buckle up. Sometimes I wish she was you. In discussing this this type of music, um, this sort of dumb rock music, yeah, uh, it's hard to know. It's hard to know what sort of cultural connections one can really suss out of here. You know what I mean? I do. It's so far, by and large, the things we talk about on this pod are things that. Are, are artists or genres or or movements that really mattered to pop culture. Mm-hmm. But here we have a genre that did absolutely nothing for anyone. That's the thing. That's exactly I mean some it's, I would love I would love to be proven wrong, but I think it's you're like exactly a, right. It's like a boulder fell into water and it didn't make a single ripple. It's it was, it was it's this enormous loud thing that just that nobody gets anything from and yet I'm getting so much from it right now myself. Oh boy, I mean that's why we're doing this because well, yeah, I mean you're exactly right. We we definitely uh, we try to music is so interesting, isn't it? It it can be it can be it can be uh, 
a vehicle for change and expression mm-hmm. and 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 revolution and uh, and all sorts of things. But then you have this, which was just nothing, none of that, <laughs> and and it existed. It existed. Oh yeah, it happened for, for sure. For a, a real amount, that wasn't just a dream we all had together. Mm-mm, mm-mm. This is what, for a three to five year period, we wanted to listen to. Yeah, and it and this, it's amazing because a lot of this, these songs hit the mainstream. These were songs that were playing on adult contemporary. Yep. Top 40 they stations. They charted on Billboard, man. They were on the Billboard charts. So, I do want to say, though, it's important to be able to make some distinctions here uh, as all good philosophers must <laughs> dumb rock uh, it's it's a large umbrella um, oh yeah see here's now this is gonna this is gonna cause some some real feedback on the website but uh, <laughs> I wouldn't really classify for example nickelback mm. as this kind of dumb rock that we're talking nope, about. Nope, 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 it's different. It's different. I, I think, I mean, or, uh, I mean, well, Daughtry is even further away in my yep, opinion. I agree. And, and these are very, these are specific things because what am I talking about? Isn't Nickelback like the godfather of dumb rock? Well, sure. But I'm talking about <laughs> we are talking about just the music that a can of monster energy <laughs> <laughs> would listen to and it would spare listen time. to the the music <laughs> that if you hear for the first time when you're 13 uh, and that's the first time you've heard it yeah it changes your life but yes. <laughs> but if if you ever hear it in any other context it is just horrible horrible music I'm ta- we're talking about horrible music that's, that's, that's the main thing that all these things all these bands and all these songs have in common and I think it's yeah that's an important point though pal is it when you're 13 and you hear this <laughs> I gotta tell you this rocks that sets you on a path yeah there because it's you know they're bad boys uh the guitar there are guitars. There are drums. Sure. <laughs> there's distortion. And we're um, we're either kind of horny or we're pretty sad or yep. we're... What are we even doing in most of this music, dude? 
Well, I mean, that's that's sort of what we're trying to figure out in real time here because <laughs> one hopes that that Ear Buddies podcast can add something to the conversation. Uh, but this, <laughs> this so isn't doing anything. There's something, there's something about this. It's like there is a... Do you remember this song, ma'am? Oh, my goodness. You have to be joking me. Is it uncouth if I sing along on the pod? <laughs> if if I can sing with you. <laughs> I wanted you to know I love the way you laugh. I want to hold you high and steal your pain away. This is Seether and Evanescence, right? It sure is. It sure is. So sorry, I got sidetracked. There is a sadness to a lot of this music. (laughs) We're all pretty, we're pretty bummed. We're pretty depressed in in much of this music, but it's not emo. No. uh, It's happening at the same time as emo, but it's not at all emo. Well, here's what's fast. Okay, you know what? Here, I found my hook. Here's what's fascinating. Uh, it was happening in parallel with yep. emo, and they used essentially all of the same instruments. Yep. It's played in like I mean a not dissimilar style a lot mm-hmm. of the time, um, and sung by dudes mostly wearing black, very yep. very moody and emotional. Um, so what's what's the difference? It was. If you ask anybody who was there, <laughs> there was nothing more different than these two genres. And I, I guess, I mean, it it was just the alternative to being cool at that time. If you weren't cool, you could check this out. Yes. And maybe, I mean, was it because everyone in those ba- in the, you know, these dumb rock bands seemed like they were 40 and everyone in the emo bands was 17? That seems important to me, bro. Because right, it, there is definitely there. There are more like beer bellies in this genre. <laughs> That's right. And That's right. No disrespect. I mean, I, you know, I, I get it. I get it. Trust me, I get it. But there's just there's a there. The jeans are not as tight. Um, the eyeliner is not as there. <laughs> right. There are some key there there are some big aesthetic differences and they're playing to different crowds but it's funny because yeah they're doing a lot of fairly similar things uh, lyrically and sonically even Yeah I guess okay to <clears throat> to try to be fair here for a moment although I think I have been um, <laughs> this is I guess you could classify it as post grunge Right, mm. that's the closest in my view that it comes because uh, it certainly doesn't step on the toes of emo or pop punk or even like, I guess rock and roll. You know, like that. Yep. It is its own thing, and it definitely like it's a little. 
it's often a bit slower. Uh, there's often a, a non-distorted electric guitar playing through those verses. Uh, they're singing kind of low. There, there's some there's some fuzzy guitars and and big drums, and it's sort of simple. Uh, so I guess it probably does stem from grunge. Yeah, um, and, and there's and. You you don't have to go too far to get to metal. Also, like that's true, that's and which is point. interesting because the same goes for emo. There, I think it is a bit of a Venn diagram, but it's not strong. It's just you can. I, I mean, why don't we? Why don't we scream a little bit? Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the So, I mean, you can venture into the realm of, of screamo and, and heavier metal, uh, but still, they're distinct organisms. They're, they're, it's a different genus. Yes, right. It's, it's, it's hard to mistake one for the other unless... Hey, wait a know, second. Sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> right, I would say it is. It's hard to mistake one uh, metal for this or emo for this, mm-hmm. uh, and it just—it's just so bizarre thinking that it really did happen, and it just <laughs> didn't matter. Because here's here's the thing: there. We're currently, at least in the very early stages of somewhat of uh, an emo revival, as we've discussed. Yep. And uh, probably as well a pop punk revival. We've been through uh, a disco revival recently. Um, this, I, I know I've said this a number of times over the course of this podcast, but uh, things keep coming back and yep. trends keep happening. I'm not going to say that this won't happen again. I'm not going to say that it was lightning in a bottle. If it does happen again, I will... Nothing would make me happier. I want to be there for the second round of this thing. Perhaps by that time, I'll be old enough to join one of those bands. Well, buddy, what's funny, though, is... And and this this has brought me so much joy, and I know you too... Uh, because anytime I see a flyer or a, a billboard for it, I always send it to you. But these guys, Seether, Papa Roach. Cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. Uh, you know, Stone Sour, Buck Cherry. They are like, they they still exist. They're trying, man. They're trying not to be gone. And they come to the original bar and nightclub in Minot pretty regularly. <laughs> Well, okay, Th- that's a that's a great lead into a thing I just thought of, which is, um, can you? Well, at this point, you probably wouldn't be na- able to a- name me most of the the songs that charted from these bands, but I am almost certain almost every one of these bands had one big song. Absolutely. And 
that was it. And for some reason, it would get picked up by mainstream radio. Sure, who knows? All I can think is that maybe people who were sad that Kurt Cobain had died were now the station Mm. managers of these places, and they thought, well, let's see what else we can do. (laughs) And then, right, and so what that gets you is uh, a decent national tour where you get to play that the only you know the one song that the people want to hear from you and then know. 12 yeah. other songs and you get some decent revenue you sell a little bit of merch and then and, and you can coast on that for <laughs> 20 years say, and then what do you have to do well uh money runs out doesn't it so you gotta go on some tours and you gotta say we're saving abel do you remember us we had that <laughs> song about oral sex it's us it's those guys <laughs> You remember? Don't you remember that? Come to the show. It's ten dollars. It's only ten dollars. Ten to get in. bucks exactly, and we'll we'll play that song that you remember, and some others <laughs> that you couldn't possibly. But look, I do want to. As we're talking about touring, I just want to mention <laughs> just so we can all sort of be sad for missing out on this. Uh, mm. I know I mentioned that Nickelback doesn't really fit in this, and I I stand by that. Yes, I stand by what I said 20 minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> but they had an album, I think, in 2008 called Dark Horse. I don't know if any of us remember that, but it did happen. And they went on a tour, and I'm going to list uh, the names of the bands that supported them on this tour. Oh, you boy. will recognize some of them. Wait, wait, wait. Let me. Can I try some guessing? <laughs> you sure can. Um, Shine Down. That's right. Okay. <laughs> uh, Theory of a Dead Man. That is wrong, but I would have also guessed that. Uh, okay, that's um, uh, Daughtry. Was Daughtry there? Yes. <laughs> um. Okay, I can't do any more. Who else was there? Okay, well, I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> you're going to think I'm making this up because of it's every single one of them. Was Creed the th- there? Theory of a Dead Man. No, Creed, Creed at that point, I think, were they were gone. A, a little bit more elder statesmen yeah. to yeah. be able to do that. So this was Nickelback was in charge here. And right. here's here's who was with them. Seether, <laughs> Saving Abel, oh. Hinder, Papa Roach, <laughs> Breaking Benjamin... <laughs> Shine down like you mentioned. Uh, <laughs> sick puppies. I don't know if you've thought about them in a very long time. Uh, and Buck Cherry and Three Days Grace. So just unbelievable. That's it. That's all of them. It's the Justice League. Yep. Well, and Stone Sour, but they didn't go on the tour. So anyway, are uh, you kidding th- me? <laughs> They were all there. Pretty great, right? Yep. They all just hung out, and I don't know what they would have talked about, but they did just hang out (laughs) and play some shows. And I guess every band played, and everyone said, play that one song. And they said, we're going to play it at the end, otherwise you'll all leave. And then each band just did that in succession, I think. So uh, I I wish I had been there. That is incredible to think about. And just sad to think that they're <laughs> probably doing the same tour through the original bar and nightclub in my <laughs> I'm looking at you through the glass. Don't know how much time has passed. 
Oh God, it feels like forever But no one ever tells you that forever feels like home Sitting all alone inside your head I'm looking at you through the glass. I don't have much more to say except that I love I, I'm so grateful that this happened um, I had a really I, one of my best friends in high school was all about all of this music he was he was he was the biggest three days grace disciple uh, uh, probably in the tri-state area and <laughs> and I loved him I still do. I haven't talked to him in a long time. And he's and here's the thing, he's not dumb. He's not a dumb guy. But he listened to dumb music and it and it and it was it was dumb at the time and it's dumb now. But it's special and it, it's nostalgic for me for some reason. Yes. I mean, right. Uh I also I mean, I I don't think, you know, perhaps we have not had much to say for the past um <laughs> Entire episode. I think we've <laughs> sussed out a couple of things. But I just, I am so excited uh, just to be here thinking about this kind of music. And I I feel a real, a real pang of an old wound uh, <laughs> thinking about... <laughs> that time in our lives and it's not it's not because we were young and free it's because they were playing us this music (laughs) and it was so bad yeah and but it kept happening and there's there's just there's no point to revisit it or rehabilitate it uh you can only stare in wonder and awe at the work of man and god It's really beautiful when you stop and look back at it. Yeah. I would love to. When I go to sleep tonight and I go to dreamland, I hope I can walk down a street and see all my friends there. Papa Roach. Chad Kroger, Puddle of Mud, Benjamin, yeah, Stained, Amy Lee, <laughs> the guy from Stained, whoever that is. And I just want to shake all their hands. And I want them to wave at me as I walk by them. I think that would be a nice dream. <laughs> I really hope that that happens for all of us as we go to bed tonight. Um, thank you to all of these men and the one woman <laughs> who created the soundtrack to our teens even though we didn't know why and we didn't really remember until right now. (laughs) Thank you. 
Your buddies will return in just a moment. This pain is just too real. There's just too much that time cannot erase. When you cried, I wipe away all of your tears. When you scream, I fight away all of your fears. And I This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by Dennis. Dennis Mitchell. But he's a bit of a menace. <laughs> he's lovable. He's freckle-faced. He's a five-year-old boy. He has a blonde cowlick and a penchant for mischief. His long-suffering parents can only shake their heads and try to explain their son's antics to others. Dennis paid for this ad. Um... We well, the Mitchell estate paid for this ad. (laughs) (laughs) Dennis, he's not all bad. Well, no, he's not. He's a menace, is the thing. He's just (laughs) a menace. When you have a next door neighbor like George, how can you not? How can you not antagonize this old man? It's right there. It's it's the thing to do when you're a five and a half year old boy. Look, I mean, he's he, Mr. Wilson, is a cranky, just he's just a cranky old man. Stick in the mud, yeah. He's a stick in the mud. He, uh, you know, he wants to live a nice, quiet life. He wants to be a retired postal worker, uh, and. Dennis just won't let him have that that simple comfort. Um, but how much of it is Dennis's fault, hmm. and how much of it is Mr. Wilson being the way that he is? I think Dennis is a product of his environment. Oh, like, exactly. Like so many of us. All Dennis is trying to do is get by. <laughs> Look... It can be frustrating. We've all we've all been there. We've all moved into a house having the greatest expectations for a nice calm life and then it turns out that we're living next to this child who's uh. knocking on pots and pans and learning how to play the tuba and stepping on our cat's tail and throwing eggs at our mailbox and playing in the mud puddles. Here's the thing about Mr. Wilson. He's a World War II vet. Lived through the Great Depression. Not an easy life for old George. But he found a, a wonderful wife, uh, a, a loving life companion, and he has this little idiot running around. 
if I were him, I would try to just let it happen. Just relax a little bit. Yeah, Tim, I am going to have to agree with you there because as troublesome as Dennis can be, I don't understand why Mr. Wilson chooses to let this young boy disturb his peace in the way that he does. Mm. Like you said, Tim, Mr. Wilson, George, to his friends, uh, has been through a lot, uh, and he's frankly earned this retirement. And Dennis is not, I mean, he's, the thing is, he is a menace. (laughs) (laughs) But he is not a criminal. That's Uh, true. He is not uh, ruining the neighborhood. He's more often than not, by and large, behaving like a child. And uh, maybe a a slightly more uh, mischievous one than, than you would hope for, but... I think that Mr. Wilson should just take it easy, mellow out, maybe meet Dennis at his level and... Maybe, and yeah, get a little CBD. Sure, there you go. I don't know. You've earned it. You've earned it. Don't let this kid take from you <laughs> the life that you have built. <laughs> <laughs> I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I'm sorry that this ad basically just turned into a... <laughs> into a direct sort of uh, message to Mr. Wilson and no one else. But listen, man, he's just a kid. He's he's just a kid. Relax. He's just a kid. It's going to be okay. Your wife loves you. And Dennis clearly likes you, by the way. Like, he, you're not trying to earn this kid's friendship. He just, he's a, he's a child. He's not going about it in the best way. Give him some, uh, some respect. And kind of just uh, don't worry about it. It'll be okay. Dennis the Menace. Thank you for breaking that piggy bank open and giving us your coins. Welcome back to Ear Buddies. Uh, and, uh, you know, Matt, usually at this point, we would introduce our show and tell segments for the day, but uh, wanted to change it up a little bit. So can it tell us tell us what's on tap now? Sure. So, of course, with this this podcast, we're really trying to uh, make it exciting uh, and, mm-hmm. and change some things up, especially so that when we do our our live tour that audience members can call out the different segments they would like to hear, things like that. Um, So yeah, I thought that because we've been talking about this particular genre and because uh, Mm -hmm. I've been sort of um, perhaps defending Nickelback a little bit from the, the, the... scorn that we're heaping on this particular genre. The slings and arrows, yeah. I wanted to do something a little bit of a rehab clinic for Nickelback. Never made it as a wise man. I couldn't cut it as a poor man stealing. Tired of living like a blind man. I'm sick of sight without a sense of feeling. And this is how you remind me. Okay, I love it. I love it because I 
as usual, feel like I'm going to totally agree with whatever you have to say. Sure, and that's what we are looking for. No tension, just two buddies mm-hmm. in in lockstep with each other forever. I really don't know how you and I would weather tension if we came up, <laughs> came up against it. <laughs> okay, so uh, Nickelback. Let's talk about them a little bit. They uh, showed up in 95. They are still around today. They are... The second all-time non-American charting group in America, behind only the Beatles, because they are from Canada. So, I mean, this is, by every measure, a very successful group, but it became really fun and sort of trendy to hate them at some point. Yes, I mean, in sort of during their heyday... uh, they had their fans, of course. Of course they had their fans. They were the second, they, whatever you just said. <laughs> they did yeah, a, exactly. a great job. Um, but at the same time, uh, they had tons of detractors. And, hey, you know what? I was one of them. I thought they were just dumb and the worst. And so did a bunch of people to the point where Nickelback, just that word essentially was enough of a punchline, um, uh-huh. and and you could use them sort of as a as a placeholder for all bad music. And you still can, you know, yes, for some you people, st- well, you can yeah. still sort of, yeah. Uh, so, what's the deal? Why did we hate him so much? Is it because Chad Kroger, the lead singer, uh, looks kind of goofy? <laughs> Is it because he was with Avril Lavigne for a while? What happened? So we are, of course, looking at this in hindsight, um, mm-hmm. and we're not going to get it exactly right, but my theory is pretty simple, which is that this Nickelback is not far off from the kind of music that we've been discussing this whole yep. episode, uh, to the point where, really, like you do have to split some hairs and say, well, how are they any different it seems like i mean they did take they did take every band we (laughs) talked about today on tour that's right they took all their friends who sounded a lot like them on a fun (laughs) tour around america (laughs) um look they're they're they are they're sort of a dumb band as well um they have that beefy meaty rock and roll sound i miss you so much that i begged you to fly That uh, was very simple and very uh, guitar heavy and distortion uh-huh. heavy. Um, and Chad Kroger's voice, look, I'll say it, uh, I I don't like his voice. I think it's, it's just... It's distinct. It's ve- I mean, it's very distinct to the point perhaps of... Uh, you know, parody maybe, or at least yeah. at least you can make fun of it. And I I don't love it personally. I'm not even a Nickelback fan, uh, but. I think really that when it when it comes down to it, they wrote some pretty good songs. Okay. That's the thing. You look back at some of these, and it's 
it's hard to take issue with some. I mean, not all of them do it for me. Sure. It's not necessarily the style of music I would reach for first, but don't tell me that this is not a decent song. Look at this photograph. Every time I do it makes me laugh. How did our eyes get so red? And what the hell is on Joey said? This is where I grew up. I think the bridge. Now I mean his voice again, it it does <laughs> jump out. <laughs> yeah. It's and but it's, but yeah, like the this The thing I'll say too is that they're sorta of earnest. They are not nearly as dour as a lot of the bands we talked about earlier. No, exactly. There's a, there's a little bit of sunshine in there, mm-hmm. uh, at least sonically and probably lyrically. I mean, it, it uh, the earnestness definitely uh, jumps out. Uh, they're not nearly as clever or as ironic or as insightful as any cool band that you could think of. Uh, sure. But they weren't. I don't think they were embarrassing in the ways that I guess Breaking Benjamin and Stone Sour <laughs> and all these other bands sort of were. And that's absolutely one man's opinion. Uh, but yeah, I, I think truly, I'll go so far as to say that song, Photograph or uh, Far Away, if you remember yeah, that one. Sure do. Uh, these were all. These were on. Uh, <laughs> Look, they were on an album called All the Right Reasons that was released in 2005, and the album cover art is a car on a highway. So there's not, okay. a, not a ton you can do there, but if... Can there, I just... Yeah, please, here's, go ahead. Here, here's my theory. Nickelback is as close to country music as rock music ever got. Look, that's a, I think you're exactly right. Like, when you, you listen what, to that... That's what is responsible for a lot of the vitriol you see against them. Because the people who listen to rock music, this specific dumb rock that we've been discussing, I think uh, a lot of those folks are the type who would say, oh, I would never listen to country music. You yes. know what I mean? And so Nickelback comes in with sort of this country sensibility, this um, attempt to really be unifiers lyrically, mm. not try to mess with anybody really in any serious way, <laughs> and tell kind of every man stories. I think it's it's. I think that's maybe the root of a lot of the problems that they ran into. I'm through standing in line. The clubs will never get in. It's like the bottom of the ninth, and I'm never gonna win this. Life hasn't turned out quite the way I want it to be. Tell me what you want. I want a brand new house on an episode of Creed. You know what? I am gonna hate to say I agree with you there because it really, you hear Chad Kroger's voice, and again, not a fan, but it's, I mean, that is, there's some real country dirt in in that old boy's voice. And it, it, it borders on, I mean, I know they're from Canada, but that borders on sort of southern, almost like Skinner-type uh, yeah. country rock. And I don't know if they meant to do that. It could have literally just been Chad's voice. That's how it sounds, and that's kind of the direction uh, that yeah. they went, and that's how we hear it. But I would definitely agree. Like, there's, it's, it's... For as um, rock as it is, I think it probably 
was a little too shiny and a little too soft even for for the uh-huh. real heads, you know, for the real fans who uh, yes. went to see that tour, not because of Nickelback, but because of all the supporting acts. And then, you know, it gets to be about 2011, 2012, and it becomes a meme, basically, to hate Nickelback and sort of just the default position uh, for anybody. And so it, it just sort of spins itself into a joke and... Now, you know, we can't... I mean, remember there were, like, petitions saying, I never want them to perform in in this town or this state or whatever. So, you know, it just became sort of cute to hate them. And, yeah, what I would say is maybe we went a little overboard, everybody. Again, it's fine to to not be a fan. Like I said, I (laughs) am sure not. But the songs themselves... uh, I guess it's not Chad's fault his voice sounds like that. Um, you know what I, I honestly think? If, for example, uh, if Tyson Ritter from the All-American Rejects had sung, um, if everybody, if, what's it called? If Everyone Cared, that song. Oh. <laughs> not a good, not a, not their best, but if he had sung that and got his cool little fake Australian voice over the top of that, and they had turned down uh-huh. the distortion by 20%, I mean, that would have worked. You know, it, it would have worked. These all just are so, uh, I mean, they're like lesson songs almost. Oh, yes, they absolutely I are. I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole. But yes, but and that's a, that's a country trope in itself. But yeah, I mean, that's it. Let's all just back off a little bit on Nickelback. Let these guys live and do their thing. Clearly, they've been doing it pretty well <laughs> for a long time. Uh, so that's... Uh, that's a rehab clinic. I like this, bud. Thanks, man. Just thought it might be nice to help some of these these artists out a little bit. <laughs> so listen, before we go today, um, I I want to just point out to the listener that uh, as you're hearing this, it is my, my buddy Matt's birthday. Uh, and because he's my best pal, Matt, because you're my best pal, I wanted to give you a little gift, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. When the road looks Rough ahead and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed. You just remember what your old pal said. Boy, you got a friend in me. Yeah, you got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. Got troubles. Well, I got them too. There isn't anything I wouldn't do 
for you. We stick together, we can see it through. Cause you got a friend in me. Yeah, you got a friend in me. Now, some other folks might see a little bit smarter than I am. Bigger and stronger too, maybe. But none of them will ever love you the way I do. Just me and you, boy, as the years go by. Our friendship will never die. You're gonna see it's our destiny. You got a friend in me. Yeah, you got a friend in me. Oh, you got a friend in me. Happy birthday, buddy. Tim, that was unexpected and really sweet. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. Wow. Another year of being buddies. Here's to at least 10 to 15 more. Talk to you later, pal. Talk to you later, pal. Talk to you later, pal.